Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. The long-awaited new book from the author, Deb Perelman, a collection of essential recipes for meals you'll want to prepare again and again. Here in her third book, Perelman presents 100 new recipes plus a few old favorites from her site that aim to make shopping easier, preparation more practical and enjoyable, and food more reliably delicious for the home cook. What's a keeper? It's a brilliant, fuss-free lemon poppy seed cake. It's Perelman's favorite roasted winter squash. It's an epic quiche. It's a slow-roasted chicken on a bed of unapologetically schmaltzy croutons. It's the only apple crisp she will personally ever make. It's perfect spaghetti and meatballs. These are the fail-safe, satisfying recipes you'll rely on for years to come, from Perelman's Forever Files to yours. This is Smitten Kitchen Keepers, new classics for your Forever Files by Deb Perelman. Joining me for this Loveland Cookbook Group episode of the Loveland Libcast, I have my co-host as always, Ashley Reger, recipe developer and freelance writer for Westward. Ashley, thank you for joining me for another Loveland Cookbook Group episode of the Loveland Libcast. Thanks. As always, it's such a pleasure to be here. These are always so fun. So glad Mm -hmm. to be doing this with you again. And we have a real doozy this time because... It is a popular one. On this episode, as you had introduced at the top, we are talking about Smitten Kitchen Keepers, New Classics for Your Forever Files by Deb Perelman. And I I looked on our catalog. There are plenty of holds already. People are excited about this one. It's got a wait list for it, so I'm sure it's awesome and much anticipated. So This will be a lot of fun to talk about. So this is our January book. And then in February, as I had mentioned last time, we are going to be talking Soul Food by Adrian Miller. And we hopefully are going to have a special guest for that podcast episode. And then in March, we are going to turn our attention to New World Sourdough by Brian Ford. So that's a little sneak peek of upcoming titles that we will be discussing on the podcast And of course, those will each be accompanied by a recipe kit that you can pick up at the Loveland Public Library on the second Thursday of the month. Anyone is welcome to come in and grab those. You don't need a library card or anything. You can just come in and get one and start your own cooking adventure. So let us now talk about Smitten Kitchen Keepers by Deb Perelman. Ashley, I'll turn it over to you to discuss why we chose this cookbook and who this cookbook might appeal to. Sure. So when you told me that there were already so many dozens and dozens of holds on this (laughs) book, it was such a pleasant fact, but it wasn't surprising because Deb Perelman has been on the internet for a long, long time. She's one of the first food bloggers, I would say, that is still continuing sharing recipes online. So even if you don't realize that you have gone to her website before, you probably have. So she's the creator of Spin Kitchen. She has always created these really 
accessible recipes. She is a mom. I believe she lives in New York City. Kind of how she got famous was that she was cooking out of a very, very small kitchen. And that was really a tenant of her style. She shares recipes that are easy to make, easy to understand. They're interesting. They have really good flavors, but they're not multi-stepped. They're not multiple different techniques to it. So you're not, you know, making a big sauce and then making a pasta and then making a main protein and putting it all together. It's very, very simple recipes that she actually makes for her family. And you can really tell that when you're reading her recipes which I I really enjoy. They're very straightforward. They're actually how people cook rather than some recipes that we see online today that are striving to be different, striving to be unique, striving to be a different level of difficulty than these, I want to call them basic recipes, but they're not basic. They are very, very elevated, but they're simple ingredients, simple techniques, things that we're used to cooking for dinner every week. That really speaks to me as someone who does a little bit of cooking and likes to make a delicious meal. But I think for a lot of folks, they know how delicious home cooking can be, but mm-hmm. fitting it into your day or or not necessarily having a bunch of wonderful tools at your disposal mm-hmm. or, or even, as you mentioned, the space to be able to do that. I'm sure that speaks to her popularity as well, knowing that it's presented and written about and the recipes are chosen in a way that is accessible like that, but it's not going to be so simple as to not be really tasty or a recipe that you would want in your forever file Mm -hmm. as she has in her title. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that her recipes are very widely appreciated. So we were joking before we started recording that this is a long awaited book. And it's true. I had this book on pre-order. I was really excited about it last year when I saw that it was coming. And it's funny because I ordered it from the bookstore in Denver, Tattered Cover. And when I emailed them to check on my order, the person replied to me and was like, okay, it's on its way. And be sure you check out, you know, page 91 because that recipe looks so delicious. (laughs) So it was just funny that she was like, it looks so good. <laughs> I'm like, I bet. I can't wait. What is on page 91? <laughs> I think the recipe that she told me to look for, it is clam chowder with bacon croutons. All so right. Kind of, yeah. Kind of one that we don't get here in Denver very often, but it looks delicious, looks super homey and homestyle and I'm like, yeah, that, that was a good suggestion. I really like that <laughs> yeah. One. And especially this time of year, the winter in Colorado, and you're like, oh, I just want something, you know, savory and filling mm. and warm. And yeah, totally. So you mentioned that she had a web presence and has had a web presence for a long time. Is she someone who has videos or is it a lot of recipes online? Is it content mm. that kind of runs the gamut of things or is she mm-hmm. notable for one thing or another? I wouldn't say that she's notable for any recipe in particular. I can think of a couple of recipes that I've seen a lot of different people reference her for. So a lot of her baking recipes are very popular, especially she has a wedding cake that she made probably a decade or more ago at this point. That's a very popular recipe just as like a yellow cake. So she's really good at these basic dishes. Actually, she's my favorite recipe for 
brownies. So whenever I want to make brownies, I just go to her post that's literally called My Favorite Brownies. And they're <laughs> so easy, so delicious. And I've made them so many times. And they're one of my favorite recipes, I think, tied probably with the 50 things to bake before you die brownies. That said, she has been on the internet since 2009, I saw earlier, and she really got into the food blog. She really got in, yeah, <laughs> she really got into the food blogosphere at its birth as people were really digging blogs online. I'm sure that you did this too, but when I was younger and, and it was 2009, 2000. 10 and 11, I would read blogs all day. That's what I did in my <laughs> oh, free time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Blogs. <laughs> yeah. And she was right there when it started. She does have some video content and stuff like that. She does food writing. She will pop up occasionally on different platforms on the internet. But it's funny that her website really looks pretty similar to what it always has. And I think that's a testament to the simplicity that she has with her approach to food. She doesn't really change her website. She doesn't really change how it looks. She doesn't really change her methods because it works so well already. When you were uh, talking about her recipe for brownies, that made me think too of a lot of folks' favorite recipes and things. It's like, oh, my, you know, my neighbor or my grandma or someone had a recipe for often something that we've all had before, but it's just like, <laughs> even if it's not like a totally revolutionary or overly complicated thing, it's just like, no, this, this person has nailed it. Yeah. You have a go-to and it's your favorite. That can make all the difference. I also wanted to ask you for Smitten Kitchen Keepers in particular, were there any standout recipes to you in terms of recipes that might be good for beginners or recipes that might be good for someone who's pretty comfortable with cooking? Yeah. So I think as I was looking through the cookbook earlier today, one that really struck out to me and that I am looking forward to making in the next couple of weeks is the ginger garlic chicken noodle soup. And this is a super quick recipe. It actually doesn't even use chicken broth or chicken stock. You just put chicken thighs into a pot, you put some other veggies into a pot, and then you bring it to a simmer and it gets the flavor from the ingredients that you've already built into it. So you're creating a broth from the ground up rather than having to have this extra thing on hand. And yeah, it's really just a put everything into a pot and simmer. There's not even a saute step beforehand or anything else that you might <laughs> see in other, you know, one pot dinners. And then for someone who wants a little bit more of a challenge, I saw these delicious challah cheesecake buns, which sound like a treat. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm in. I'm already in. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you could eat about half of one, but it's an enriched bread and you make the dough and then it's like a cinnamon roll style bun filled with cream cheese and jam. And I think she uses raspberry jam, but you can use whatever jam you like. They look so good, so soft. Yeah, those really stuck out to me. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing those. It's always, I think, fun to highlight some stuff that people could. Of course, there's page 91, but then we have these other <laughs> recipes for folks to look forward to and maybe give a sample of kind of what, what to expect when they look at this. And speaking of recipes, our recipe kits for January, and these are going to come out on January 12th, which is the second Thursday of the month. We are going to have recipe kits for 
peanut butter, oat, and jam bars. And these are going to have whole wheat flour and chopped and salted peanuts in them. So you'll be able to grab those on that second Thursday, come in, and it'll have the recipe as well from Smitten Kitchen Keepers. And is there anything you want to mention about these particular recipe kits? Yeah, I think that this recipe is really cool because it's like a pretty standard bar recipe that you might have seen and you might have made before, you might have seen in a coffee shop or any place that you might have gone into. But this one uses the same dough for the crust as it does the streusel topping. So it's like one last step. It's super easy. You get the Odi peanut buttery base, and then you get some on top that adds a little bit more crunch, which, yeah, I, I just love that hack because usually you have to make this shortbread style dough, and then you have to make a streusel to go on top, and then the filling. And she just skips that step and uses the filling and the dough as the same thing and makes it super easy. It sounds delicious. And yeah, that is cool to introduce a technique that maybe saves you a little time, but doesn't make it any less tasty. So we will have recipe kits for those peanut butter, oat, and jam bars ready to go on the second Thursday of January for everyone. And I would also like to ask you, Ashley, as I always do, for any other recommendations you might have for similar cookbooks, food writers, or social media personalities that are similar to Deb Perelman? Sure. So... As a staple in the blogosphere, as we've established, a few other similar blogs to check out is Joy the Baker. She has also been online for a very, very long time. If you like baking, then she has some really, really fun, not only recipes online, but she has a couple of cookbooks as well. There is I Am a Food Blog, which is what it sounds like. <laughs> um, <laughs> that also has really cool recipes online. Again, a classic food blog. And then there's one that I really like called Dessert for Two. So this was the creator of Dessert for Two originally started it as a way to make small portions of yes, desserts, but also other like main dishes and dinner recipes, especially for small households. She's since expanded. So she has a pretty good gamut of different recipes. And I really like her food blog as well. And then as another recommendation, Food 52, that is also a really cool platform that is more of an overarching food website where they have they have recipes. Actually, Deb Perelman will do articles for them sometimes. She shows up in some of their videos. So if you like Deb Perelman, I'm sure you will like Food 52 as well. Wonderful. Thank you for those. And some folks, if you're someone who has this title on hold, you could perhaps go check out some of those while you're waiting <laughs> and, and get excited about it and explore some other recipes, other chefs and food writers while you're waiting for your copy of Smitten Kitchen Keepers to come in. I appreciate you, as always, Ashley, sharing some other related things that people can investigate if they like Deb Perelman or this title or try those peanut butter, oat, and jam bars and are looking to branch out into some other things. Before we wrap up this episode, we also like to talk about any recommendations we might have or just what we might be reading, watching, or listening to. Ashley, do you have anything that you'd like to share with folks this month? Yes. So I believe that I mentioned this last month, but I finished a few weeks ago, I finished 
The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet by Becky Chambers. Uh, That was such a fun book. I really loved it. I can't recommend it enough. It was just heartwarming. The characters were all very likable. It was such a good break in between some other serious books that I was reading. And then I, embarrassingly, was listening to my Wheel of Time book from (laughs) multiple months ago. I couldn't finish it because it's like, it's almost 40 hours long and I couldn't finish it. <laughs> oh, oh, I, that leads life. right into what I'm listening to. Yeah. <laughs> my loan ran out, but now I have it back. So I get to finish my last five hours of the book. You know, the last like 10% of the book. Yeah. Just another half a day of listening <laughs> stuff, but it is very good. So. Yeah, no, that's right where my, I'm pretty confident I mentioned this on the podcast too, is I was listening to David Herbert Donald's Lincoln biography and same Mm. thing. It's 40 hours long and my, (laughs) my checkout ran out before I had finished it. So I checked it out again and I am now also in that like six hour Mm. range for finishing it. I mean, some of these that are so long, it's like, it can be, even if you're very into it, difficult to finish it by the time the checkout ends But then revisiting it, I felt refreshed, like, okay, I'm ready. (laughs) Let's learn about the rest of Lincoln's life. (laughs) So same, same story. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You see the 10% laughing and you're like, cool, I'm so close. Yeah. It's a work day of of a book. Yeah. It doesn't feel like work. It's great. Yeah, it is awesome. Audiobooks really are great for especially some titles that they're so long, they can feel daunting. But then Mm -hmm. as an audiobook and you're you know, 30 minutes here, an hour there, and you can really take in the whole journey eventually, even if you have to check it out twice. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I like to listen to audiobooks. I like to listen to more serious audiobooks so I can read more. Yeah. Silly. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Things that aren't so. It's really a, a nice option to have. They do feel like different experiences. So, well, Thank you so much, Ashley, for another wonderful episode of the Loveland Cookbook Group on the Loveland Libcast. And it was very fun to talk about Smitten Kitchen Keepers by Deb Perelman with you. So thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you. Talk to you later. All right. And thank you all for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, please reach out to Daniel at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org. That's D-A-N-I-E-L dot T-A-T-E at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.